0: This is America's web, this is America's the best in chat radio designed just for you.
1: Good afternoon everyone. Thank you for tuning in again today and uh, it's been an interesting week to say the least. We have a new president-elect to the United States and the media is going nuts, which is to be expected and the left is going nuts which is also to be expected. And what we have to do is look at what we have and be prepared to follow up and to necessary hold Donald Trump's feet to the fire, President-elect Trump, hold Mitch McConnell's feet to the fire, the same with Paul Ryan, and make sure that they follow through on the mandate that was given to them by the American voters. This was a historical election and can only be compared to Ronald Reagan's election back in 1980. Now, I was on the uh, staff of Ronald Reagan in the state of Louisiana at that point. I was doing ballot security, which proved to be very effective. For the first time we really had, probably the first time in years, we had an honest election in Louisiana. So in 1984, the Reagan campaign contacted me and asked me to set up the same programs nationwide which I did when I worked on, on Ronald Reagan's staff and then I was offered a sub-cabinet position in second administration which I turned down because it required me to move to Washington and get, give up my law practice in Baton Rouge and it was basically a four year job so I knew that I would have to reestablish my practice but the main thing was is that I had three young sons, and I was a leader in the Scouts, Boy Scouts, and I wanted to continue doing that, so I turned down that position with the Reagan administration, and I do not regret that at all. Now we have a new administration elected by essentially the same people that elected Ronald Reagan, because Ronald Reagan's coalition was conservatives like me, and also middle-class voters, people who felt like they'd been abandoned by the Democrats, and uh, I shouldn't say Democratic, it's not Democratic but any stretch of the means, it's the Democratic Party. They had been abandoned, and they were suffering. And they had suffered through Jimmy Carter's administration. They had seen us humiliated overseas by the Iranians taking over our embassy. And uh, basically Carter doing nothing about it effectively, just sort of wringing his hands. And people were suffering economically, and they wanted a change. They wanted a new vision. Hopefully we have the same thing under Donald Trump that we have under Ronald Reagan. I consider Ronald Reagan to be probably the best president in our history because of all the things he had to contend with. But now Donald Trump is in there. And, like I said, the left is going crazy. And let me. The first thing I want to talk about today is, is something uh, very interesting, and that is the effort being made to have the Electoral College vote Hillary in, supposedly, supposedly because she won the popular vote. Well, first of all, let me say this about the popular vote that she supposedly won. There are... There's strong evidence coming out in states like California that millions, at least hundreds of thousands, but maybe millions of illegal immigrants voted for Hillary Clinton in that election. There's also a strong indication that a lot of dead people around the country voted for Hillary, which some, have been, some of them have been doing for years. So the question of whether or not she won the popular vote is still up in the air. But even if she did, the Electoral College was set up by our founding fathers and put into the Constitution specifically to prevent large cities and their populations from taking control of the country at the expense of the rural communities. And they wanted the smaller states to have some of the same power that the large states have. Now, if we go by the popular election or popular vote from now on, basically you will have the state of California, the state of New York, choosing the president of the United States for all of us. And that's what was envisioned as dangerous by our founding fathers. They decided they were not going to let that happen so they set up the electoral college now imagine this if this had just been a popular vote situation in this election we just went through both Clinton and probably Trump would have pretty much ignored a lot of states out there particularly states in the 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 plains the so-called flyover states as Rand Paul described them The states in the south, a lot of them, they would have concentrated all their efforts on the large states and the large cities trying to get their votes. And they would have made promises. Promises that could ultimately have hurt the smaller states and the rural population. And make no mistake about it, it was the rural population in a lot of these states. They came out and swung the election in favor of Donald Trump. That's clearly true in Pennsylvania. While Hillary didn't do as well in Pennsylvania among certain minority groups and in certain areas as Barack Obama did, but that was Hillary's fault. The fact of the matter is, is that people came out in a popular uprising against the establishment in Washington, D.C., and they voted in mass. We had Florida is a prime example. The election in Florida was supposed to be decided by the uh, Interstate 4 corridor, they call it, which basically runs through Tampa and Orlando. It was suspected that the Hispanic vote would control South Florida, particularly um, the Miami area, Miami-Dade County. The Hispanic vote was much stronger for Donald Trump than anybody expected it to be. Not just in Florida, but all over. But the real strength that carried Florida for Donald Trump was in the panhandle. Now that's that part of Florida that stretches along the uh, Gulf Coast and is uh, just below Mississippi and, and Georgia and stretches along the Gulf Coast where it's mostly rural, smaller communities, places like Pensacola, where there's a big naval air station, military base. Historically, a lot of people in that area had not voted or had voted sporadically. They came out in mass for Donald Trump, and they carried the state of Florida. The panhandle in Florida was a place where Donald Trump campaigned. I don't think Hillary ever went there. Just like Hillary never went to Michigan until the last few days, she never went to Wisconsin at all, which went for Trump. Michigan went for Trump. Hillary pretty much wrote off a lot of the states in this country, and it cost her the election. But if we did away with the Electoral College, that is the way it would work from now on. It would be the states, the largest states with the biggest populations, and the cities with the biggest populations that would be controlling the rest of us. And we know what would happen there. The rules and regulations would apply to us, but not to them. Just like the rule of law applies to you and I, but didn't apply to Hillary. But let's get back to the Electoral College and this, this move to have it overturn the election. In most states, if you're elected an elector for a particular candidate, you are legally bound to vote for that candidate. In some states, if you don't, you can be fined. Now, we've had cases in the past where one or two Electoral College Members would, and I'm not about states, but about the individuals, they would vote against the candidate that their state had voted for, or they would not vote at all. Nothing really has ever happened to them because it made no difference. And I think that's going to be the way it is here, that the electors out there are going to fulfill their obligations, and they're going to cast their votes, on behalf of their states, based on the vote in their states. And so, you know, this is sort of a non-starter thing. But it it brings up a a bigger point, and that is we already have Barbara Boxer, who is one of the village idiots of the Senate, and is a retiring Californian. I'm sure California they will elect somebody just as bad or even worse to replace her. Barbara Boxer is already calling for the abolition of the Electoral College. Now that will require a constitutional amendment. That is not going to happen. The constitutional amendment requires that two-thirds of the House and Senate vote, or actually three-fourths of the House and Senate, vote to amend the Constitution, and then that amendment has to be submitted to all the states and three-fourths of the state legislatures have to approve it it's not going to happen the liberals know it's not going to happen but they're going to push for it anyway because they're trying to again attack integrity of the constitution and attack the integrity of the american people who came out to vote in mass against what they had been doing in the past But don't worry about the electoral vote. They're not going to be able to amend the Constitution to get rid of it, the Electoral College. They're not going to be able to overturn it. This is a non-starter. This is something I'm not the slightest bit concerned about. I'm much more concerned about the rioting that's going on, other things that are happening in our country that are being sponsored by left-wingers, George Soros being a private example where they are actually paying demonstrators to go out and riot and loot and burn and try to disrupt our country. This is something that the liberals have been doing for years and years. The committed leftists in this country since the 1960s and even before have always had violence as a part of their playbook. And that's violence against individuals, against our institutions, gets the American people in general is not something new but it's something that we have to be aware of because I'm afraid it's going to continue we have a situation where we're going to have a new president of the United States and I am concerned about the efforts that will be made to topple what the American voters have done and we'll talk more about
0: that after this first break Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. Did you
2: miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
0: This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect the ones that you love. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com,
2: the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: This type of activity by the left, like I said, is not new. And uh, we know for a fact, for example, that during the campaign, the Clinton campaign, some of their supporters in conjunction with the Democratic National Committee, were paying people to come out and try to cause problems at Trump rallies, to try to generate violence, to attack Trump supporters. These were paid protesters. And we also know that, in fact, when Hillary had a problem filling up the seats of the uh, the Democratic National Convention, because some of the the Bernie Sanders supporters had found out that they had been robbed, essentially, by the Clintons and by the Democratic National Committee, they just left and didn't come back. So people were, it was advertised on Craigslist for both protesters and also for people to come fill up the convention so there were no empty seats when Hillary made her acceptance speech. This is the type of corruption we're dealing with. But it can be very, very dangerous when you start talking about hiring people to destroy property, to hurt other people, and to create chaos. And I frankly am very concerned about the you know, the fact that Donald Trump is doing most of his work out of New York City in the Trump Tower, which he has no choice because he can't move into the White House yet. But we have Bill de Blasio, the uh, mayor ultra-left mayor of New York City basically saying he doesn't want to supply security to Trump unless Trump pays for it well, I'm sorry, but that's his job to supply security to the people that live in New York City and the fact that we have a president-elect who is one of those people does not lessen that obligation but to the left, they don't care So you had the paid protesters out there in places like Oregon, in Portland, Oregon, there had been some very violent protests that happened. You know, I, I need to quit using that word. They're not protests, they're riots. Very violent riots. With most of the people doing the rioting coming from other states. And I suspect many of them being paid to come from other states. Something I I discovered just yesterday, which I was not aware of, and sort of the national news media has not made anybody aware of, if you've seen the demonstrations and the protests in North Dakota over the pipeline there, and you've seen hundreds, sometimes thousands of people marching against the, the pipeline and protesting it, it turns out that the vast majority of those people are not members of the... Indian tribes in the area. They are not even residents of North Dakota. Most of them come from California. They are, in fact, professional protesters. They do this all the time, and they do it for a living, and somebody is paying for all this. Somebody is sponsoring all this. And that's something I think we really need to look into. Because let's face it, this uh, left, when it comes to this election is just going absolutely nuts in the response on the college campuses i find humorous to a great extent but also troublesome because they are setting up the right after the election professors were canceling classes because they felt like their students were too traumatized by the outcome of the election to be able to attend class and pay attention. Colleges set up safe spaces where students could come and cry over the outcome of the election. And where they wouldn't, these safe spaces they set up are places for students to go and be protected from free speech, be protected from other students who might come out and say something that these particular students in the safe spaces disagree with or feel traumatized by. One university was supplying coloring books to the students in the safe spaces so they could sit there and color like three-year-olds. And they wouldn't feel so traumatized. There were counselors providing to help them get through the trauma of having a Republican elected president. How sick is this? I mean, this is the type of thing that we are seeing on our college campuses. And, of course, then it spreads to violent protest, like they had at the University of California Berkeley, and at Brown University, where the day before Veterans Day, and Brown University has always been big on celebrating and honoring our veterans. A number of flags, American flags have been put up around the campus, and the night before Veterans Day, students came and tore down those flags, destroyed those flags, threw them in the trash, did all kinds of damage. Hey, Chase, other students, uh, many of them the veterans themselves, keeps put the flags back up.
3: Losing connection. Uh, but
1: that's I'm the type of thing it. we're seeing out there. Any
3: other thoughts?
1: That's the type of mentality the left has. Destroy, destroy, destroy. Destroy our economy. Destroy our constitutional republic. Destroy the Bill of Rights. Destroy our freedoms. Yeah. Take control. And that's what Obama has been trying to do for the the last eight eight years.
3: And to a great extent he succeeded. I
1: I think uh, Trump will be true to his word and reverse a lot of this. But we also have to make sure that the Republican Congress assist him in doing this and one of the things that I've been talking about for several months now but becomes very urgent now is the Mitch McConnell in the United States Senate now we have a unique situation in that the Republicans still control the Senate by a smaller majority than they had a month ago but they still control it and we're going to have Donald Trump almost immediately upon being sworn in, nominating someone to be on the United States Supreme Court. And yeah, I think he will be true to his word, I think that someone will be a, a constitutionalist, yeah. someone who will protect the Constitution of the United States. Well, we bet, as we're talking, it's that is an extremely important appointment we'll because there's a, the right well, there's a lot of things pending before the Supreme Court right now. I know there's a lot of things we at the United States, law States law Justice was Foundation are involved in that we're working on, major cases involving gun rights, religious freedom, freedom of speech. So that's very important to us. Here's what will probably happen with the Democrats. Now, first of all, let me say that the Democrats have to be very cautious here. And this may sway things in our favor, but we can't count on it. The Democrats have 25 seats coming up in two years. Yeah, well, I'm 2018 election. On that on everything else. The mean, Republicans only have about nine seats coming Scott up. Machine. Many of those Democratic seats are in states that are red states so, or voted red I don't guess it's in this presidential election. With, uh, so the Democrats do nothing but try to block NYU. the Trump agenda.
3: I'm sorry. Do
1: what? Blocking it, votes on any bills, important bills like on immigration, jobs creation, tax. Perform, or or try to block the Supreme Court or other federal appointments. Like
3: I reconnected a minute ago.
1: There is an option. It's holding. And the option is for Mitch McConnell to invoke the so-called nuclear option
3: because this back is, back is the
1: way the Senate is set up and the Senate right under the Constitution both Senate and the House are allowed to make their own rules
3: since I've been in, since I've been in here 20 minutes 24 minutes it's gone out twice
1: but the Senate has perverted the Constitution in my view
3: that's why I decided to call a man that knows there are 100
1: United States senators two from each state. they're elected by the people of those states. And the Constitution was set up so that each House of Congress, the Senate and the House of Representatives, in
2: no,
3: no, order no, to
1: pass no, legislation, had, well, just had, had to, to a, do a, it by a majority so vote.
3: The so re- really Senate adopted
1: the, the rule stuff. that perverts that. Uh, but now, the rule says that well, in order for anything election, to be actually brought say, okay, before the Senate back up to, in the top for a game, final vote on the starting? floor, it must be first approved for a vote by sixty senators. Now that dilutes your vote and my
3: vote for our
1: members of the United States Senate. That dilutes what they were able to do for us. Now, Harry Reid.
3: Obviously, when you go to the doctor, you're fine.
1: Who was one of the most corrupt politicians in history, by the way? Harry Reid would routinely overturn that and say we're going with an nuclear option Obama wants so and so appointed to something so we're going to allow it to pass by a majority vote
3: yeah, see, I Mitch McConnell could, uh, has not uh, done, I done that yet
1: and if he doesn't do it when necessary I
3: could pull, it's I could possible
1: it that Donald Trump won't yeah, get okay. someone to okay. the Supreme Court it's possible we would have a total gridlock Okay. When it comes to decisions by the okay. United States Supreme Court, everything
3: else, all
1: right. It's possible that none of the Trump agenda will pass if the Democrats all stay in lockstep, step, Sorry. which they generally do. I mean, you know, they all well, were with Hillary Clinton. They all shot to Hillary. Hillary goes out again while I'm
3: sitting here. I'll send you. So we
1: need to be prepared to pressure Mitch McConnell.
3: Oh, oh uh, on that operating system, like I, it, it's. It's 32-bits, uh, so we probably wouldn't
1: want to use it. At to pressure Mitch McConnell, I'm, I'm not sure where we get some interference here, but hmm. I hear somebody else talking in the background. But we need to pressure Mitch McConnell
3: to I've got the, I've got the key for get rid of the cloture rule. The cover, I right?
1: think entirely. I don't think it rules, un- we'll and make that's make what sure they call it, it the cloture rule. Sixty votes to bring anything before the United States Senate. I think we have to stop that in its tracks and return the Senate. People want to filibuster the old-fashioned way. They want to stand up there and talk for 24, 48 hours and, and try to keep the Senate from voting on something for a couple of days. That's fine. They can do that. But allowing a majority in the Senate to block the Senate from voting on anything is very dangerous. And I believe as I pointed out, is unconstitutional. So, be prepared. And I'm going to be watching this very closely. Obviously, it's very important to us and the United States Justice Foundation because of all the cases we're handling. And by the way, we're going to be handling even more cases. This is not going to go away. This victory is great victory. But I'm posting a new article tonight on my blog about how this is Battle is just beginning. Let's take our second break now.
0: Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today.
2: Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on com anytime you like.
0: This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week as we explore all aspects of home and family defense as we strive to defend the ones we love in an ever-changing and volatile world. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you.
2: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Like I said before the break, I'm preparing a new article that I will be posting tonight on my blog. And by the way, some of you probably got the article I posted last night which was sort of an emergency because all of a sudden Amazon, uh, where all of my books are offered, um, my major books are offered as Kindle editions, in other words, e-books, suddenly canceled all of my books, particularly the newest one that was just put up by me personally, and that's our Constitution, which is my little booklet on the Constitution where I take each article, each section, each amendment of the Constitution and put them in the way they were originally written and then put in my comments about what they really mean. And this has been a highly successful booklet. Uh, thousands of copies have been sold. Uh, people carry it around in their, their purses or in their pockets because it's so handy to refer to. And so I posted it as an ebook, And Amazon came along and said, Well, since your name is the same as the Michael Connolly who's a mystery writer, you have to change your name. Well... How do I go about doing that? Particularly since I've had books on Amazon for 19 years and never had a problem with what was affected. My name was the same as Michael Connolly. The other Michael Connolly, the mystery writer. My bio, my picture are totally different than his. Some people get confused. That's not my problem. But not only did... They cancel Amazon, I'm talking about, I cancel my book about Our Constitution, and remove it entirely from their website. But they also cancel the Kindle editions of my patriotic novels, Amigali, A Story of America, and my novel, The Rag, and also my historic book about my father's unit during World War II, The Mortarman. The paperbacks are still on sale, but I don't know how long that'll last. However, I wrote a, I sent an email to Amazon last night telling them I would sue them over this, I'm not going to change my name. And they have come back trying to offer a compromise where I would essentially put my uh, middle initial in. And uh, so, you know, I'm going to go, go forward with that and we'll see. Because I think this was politically motivated. I think the timing, like I said, considering the fact that for years and years I've had books on Amazon under the name of Michael Connolly, there's been no problem. Now, all of a sudden, a week after the election, there's a problem, particularly with my patriotic books and my book on the Constitution. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But I'm going to resolve it one way or the other. In the meantime, if you want to order paperback copies of my books, you need to go to my website at www.michaelconnolly.jigsy.com. You can click on the the order form there. You can either order by mail, you can order through PayPal. But that's something that I've been dealing with uh, overnight. And now we have to deal with the realities of this election. We have to deal with the fact that the battle, as I said, is just starting. And in my article, I point out that, yes, we now have historically control of the presidency and control of both houses of Congress and will soon have control of the United States Supreme Court. But that's just the beginning. Because the left still controls our universities, where they continue to turn our our kids into wimps and to dumb them down, where they continue to to use propaganda to convince them that our country is somehow the root of all evil in the world, and to destroy the uh, belief of our children in our Constitution, or keep them from even knowing about the Constitution. The left also still controls most of our local schools, our public schools. The National Education Association has always been a far-left organization. They oppose charter schools. They oppose school choice, even for the so-called poor people that they claim to uh, to be working on behalf of. And they are pushing, and Donald Trump says he's going to get rid of this, and I hope that's one of the first things he does, and that's get rid of Common Core. Because Common Core, I have read some of the lesson plans in Common Core. I have read what they're teaching the students. And what they're teaching the students is essentially communist and socialist propaganda. For example, did know that World War II was our fault? That basically is what Common Core teaches our kids. In fact, they barely mention World War II. They do not say in their lesson plans, they don't talk about any of the heroes of the war, not the generals, not the individual soldiers. They don't even talk about the battles during the war, like the Battle of the Bulge, the invasion of Normandy they're mentioned in one sentence if they're mentioned at all. What they talk about is how racist the country was during World War II, how badly black soldiers were treated. And some of that is true. But that wasn't what the war was all about. The war was about defeating totalitarianism and freeing many countries in this world. And our soldiers did admirably but you won't hear that in, in Common Core instructions. Common Core has become so so-called we'll values education, where American students are being taught, well, you don't need to know about the Constitution. It's irrelevant. It's outdated. Uh, we just need to discard it. What you need to know about is the wonderful aspects of socialism. That's why so many of our college students now have come out and said, oh, we think socialism is the most compassionate form of government. But when they're asked to explain what socialism is, they have no clue. All they can do is parrot what they have been told in their classrooms. In areas like math and basic skills like math and reading, reading, writing, and arithmetic, that was the way school was when I was going into it, going through it. You were taught science, you were taught scientific truths, and scientific theories. Our students receive none that. They are not taught the basics. Is it any wonder that we have people coming out of high school and college who are basically uneducated? They've basically been dumbed down to the point where they don't know what's going on in the real world. And they don't know how to react in the real real world. I mean, these students who are hiding in their safe spaces, college campuses, so they don't have to hear so-called offensive speech. What are they going to do when they get a job? If they can get a job, which most of them probably won't. When they get a job in the real world, you move into A corporate office building. And you're not going to find a safe space. You're not going to find a place where you can go hide and cry and color a coloring book if a fellow employee says something you disagree with. But that's what's happening with our schools right now. In addition to controlling schools at all levels, And we have to take those back, by the way. We have to do it through state legislatures that take control of the public universities in their states and cut off funding for some of the ridiculous things that are being done, and we need to take back our local school boards. In addition, the left continues to control the mainstream media. And the attacks on Donald Trump, on the Republican Congress, our conservatives— are going to continue and be relentless and be just as vicious as they were part of the election. They're not going to let up. They haven't let up for years. It just gets worse. The New York Times actually admitted that his coverage of the election was totally biased. But has anything changed? No, it's not going to change. They're going to continue to attack Donald Trump. Now, look at what what's happening right now. This, to me, is Totally ridiculous. And Fox News is guilty of this also. For the last several days, actually for the weeks since the election took place, we've heard repeated reports about how Donald Trump's transition effort is falling apart, how he doesn't know what he's doing, how everybody's getting fired, or everybody's resigning, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Ladies and gentlemen, I have lived through a lot of changes of administration and they have all been chaotic you only had a week since the election and they're saying well why hadn't Donald Trump appointed a cabinet some presidents didn't get around to appointing all the cabinet members until after they actually were inaugurated Donald Trump's not a politician so he's still learning and he does have some people who are politicians who work with him, or for him. But they have not gone through this ne- experience necessarily either. But somehow we're being told that this is indicative of what the Obama or Trump administration is going to be like. It's going to be utter chaos. They don't know what they're doing, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. And, of course, they're using that to call an electoral college to overturn things for Hillary Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, Hillary Clinton, from what reports I've been getting, had a major temper tantrum on the election night when she found out she was going to lose. She supposedly physically attacked both her campaign manager, Luke, and John Podesta. Of course, we may have deserved it because of his emails that were discovered. But the fact of the matter is, this woman was hysterical. She was hysterical over the fact that she lost and since then she lost she has not taken any blame herself. She started off by blaming James Comey. And then later in the week she started blaming the news media for being biased against her. Now what alternate reality is this This woman to live in? The news media in her corner the entire time the news media lied distorted and basically did everything they could to get her elected and now she's blaming them for her loss give me a break Um, speaking of breaks let's take our final
0: one now Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. This is Skip Coriel, host of the Home Defense Show on America's Web Radio. Join me every week for a full hour of all the best and latest information on how you can get the skills and equipment you need to protect. The ones that you love. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctors' Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Who is or what is USJF? It is a non-profit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the
2: pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: So we need to be very careful about what happens with the news media. We need to pressure the news media, the mainstream media, to start telling the truth. That's the very least we need for them to do, and to report things in in an unbiased way. Now, there are ways that we can force them to do that. First of all, do what I do. Don't watch them, and let their sponsors know that you're not watching them, and that you're not going to buy anything from sponsors of CBS, CNN, or any of the others. Need to be prepared for the onslaught to continue. Now, to re- in response to that, we need to get more people to listen to shows like mine. And yeah, you know, that sounds egotistical, but the fact of the matter is, is I don't claim to be unbiased. I am biased in favor of the Constitution. I'm in bias, biased in favor of the military in favor of our veterans. And I am totally biased and opposed to any people in public office who would try to destroy our basic freedoms. But I will tell you the truth. As I know it, I will tell you the truth. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna try to distort things. I'm gonna tell you what I believe. And I encourage you to get your friends to listen to this show because the title of the show is Our Constitution. And that's what we talk about here. For the most part, we talk about our Constitution and the things that are affecting it, the things that are affecting our basic constitutional rights, which are constantly under attack. By the left, by the Democrats, by the mainstream media, by colleges, public institutions like that, by in some cases state governments, and we need to stand up and fight all of that, and the way we do that, one of the ways we do that is to put out information, correct information, put out the truth, and that's what I try to do on this show, so please, please encourage your friends, relatives to listen to this show broadcast live at 3 o'clock every Wednesday this is 3 o'clock central time every Wednesday but also the next day it is archived so you can go back to the website America's Web Radio website and listen to the shows past shows anytime you want to and I know a lot of people do that we get a lot of hits on those on that website but you need to Pay attention to what's going on in your own communities. Write letters to the editor of your local newspaper. Listen to, to conservative talk shows. Call into those talk shows. Encourage your friends to listen to them. Get out information about what is happening and about our Constitution. And by the way, I've got, a, you can put it in plug here, the little book that I've done called Our Constitution in its paperback form, because Amazon has made it unavailable in the e-book form right now. But in its paperback form is a pocket-sized Constitution with annotations that explain what the Constitution really means and it makes a perfect stocking stuffer, I think, anyway. And you can order copies by going to my website at com. You can find a link to that, by the way, to that website on the American Web Radio show page for our Constitution. You can also order by going to com. And if you want to order large numbers of the booklet, Particularly, give out of schools or something like that. Then there are substantial discounts for the copies of multiple copies of the booklet. And if you're doing it for schools, uh, and as I've done in the past, I will work with the schools to make this booklet available very inexpensively, basically for cost. Because this is, you know, this is a booklet that I wrote, and I'm entitled to royalties on it but I don't take royalties. All the money is rolled over into the Constitutional Law Alliance so that we can continue printing this booklet and getting it out at a very low price and, and almost no price at all for booklets ordered for schools. Booklets ordered in mass. But I think it's a good little stocking stuffer. And I think all of my books are, are good for Christmas presents. I mean, I have The, the Rag, which is my new patriotic novel, which receiving a lot of acclaim and of course also being attacked viciously by the left which I love when I can irritate the leftist and know I'm irritating him, I love it and it was interesting before Amazon took the the Kindle version off last night abruptly and the whole thing is suspicious to me despite the fact they're supposedly going to fix it but I won't win but it's still available in paperback and if you want the e-book version, you can go to Barnes & Noble and go through their Nook books, as they call them. It's available there. But the as soon as the left started part of Making posts attacking the novel as being NRA propaganda, crazy right-wing extremism, uh, crazy militia extremism, and basically calling me names... It was interesting because the book sales started to soar. They were already doing pretty good. already doing pretty good, but it started to soar after all these attacks. So apparently, people will like the fact that my books talk about America and talk about what Americans believe in and how we would respond if our country were to fall to totalitarianism. My other patriotic novel I'm a Yalie A Story of America is also available and my book, historic book The Mortarman by my dad during World War II which is extremely popular has been a bestseller for a long time that's available. If you want to order paperback copies I encourage you to go do it through my website. Don't do it through Amazon until Amazon puts my book back up as an e-book because it, its whole thing sounds political to me. And uh, so don't order through Amazon or if you want a paperback copy, like I said, order through my website. And you go to my websites and click on the the book page or you know, the picture of the book and it will tell you how to order. And I think you, you'll you enjoy giving those books out for Christmas presents. And I also have my two other books, which are basically fun books, more like campfire stories, writers in the Sky, The Ghosts and Legends Philmont Scout Ranch. Again, that, that's only available as paperback, as is America's liveliest Ghosts. But if you want to order them, I still hope you'll order them directly through me. Because that way I can autograph a copy if you want it, and you do so. And also, to be frank with you, I make more money that way. So... That's my plug. That's my advertisement for my books and my booklet. The main thing we need to do right now is look at our future. Now, the mainstream media is already attacking, attacking the Trump. Um, Steve Banning and in the Trump campaign and now the, uh, one of his chief advisors is being a part of the alternate right. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know what the alternate right is. I've looked it up. Nobody seems to know what it is. It's a name used by the mainstream media for people who claim to be conservative or libertarian, and these people are mostly on the Internet. There's no real organization. Some of them far right, some of them are in fact racist, but the majority of them just seem to be people who are talking about, well, we don't agree with everything conservatives do, we don't like what the liberals do, etc., etc. It's all thought. It's not an organization, and I don't see it as being a racist organization. I mean, there are racists in the Democratic Party, for sure. Some probably in the Republican Party, for sure. But unlike the mainstream media, the Democrats, because there are some racist in the Republican Party, that doesn't make the Republican Party racist. Just like it doesn't make the Democratic Party racist, if they are racist there. But in any case, the alternative right thing is liberal media... I don't know what to call it. Something they've made up. But again, it's going to be used to attack Donald Trump. It's going to be used to attack you and I. So let's stand up to the media. Let's stand up to the liberal politicians. Let's stand up for our children, for our schools, for our veterans, and for our military. In other words, let's stand up for America... In our Constitution, Republic. That's all the time I have today, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening in. I look forward to talking to you again next week at this time.
2: You're listening to America'sWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.